Hello, folks. Welcome to Notoriously Episcopalian, a podcast of sermons from me, Kelly Hudlow, an itinerant Episcopal priest in Alabama. Thanks for listening. This is a sermon for Pentecost Sunday, June 5th, 2022, offered at St. Barnabas in Roanoke, Alabama. The principal text for the sermon is Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, the coming of the Holy Spirit. May I speak in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, there's probably a joke to be made about a priest showing up on Pentecost Sunday with laryngitis. Um, and maybe by the end of the sermon, we'll find the best joke that we can tell about it. And unfortunately, it was not divided tongues as fire hanging over my head, but instead housework and yard work that apparently has made my allergies um, sort of take over uh, and have settled in and given me this raspy voice. So we'll see how far we can make it um, in, on this day of Pentecost. When I was growing up, I was fortunate my mother taught high school or taught high school German and she would arrange for these exchange programs where we'd have high school students from Germany come and they would spend four to six weeks in the States going to school and traveling around. And then in return, we got to go to Germany during the summer and spend four to six weeks going to school with them and traveling around. And so when I was finally old enough to start making the trip with my mother, it was really very exciting, right, to be in Germany and to travel around Europe and to go all of these places where, while people certainly did know English, right, they could speak it, most of the time they were speaking their own language. And somewhere around the three-week mark, I would just get tired, (laughs) I would miss hearing language that I could easily understand. And so if I was in a cafe or walking down the street and heard somebody speaking English, it was sort of a great comfort that here are words that I could hear and understand without having to overthink it and do translation in my head between what was being said into English, into me understanding it, then translating it back through what I wanted to respond with into English and then back into German. And so it was a great rest when you heard people that were naturally speaking English, or even more so when we flew home and we always came through Atlanta. And so it wasn't just sort of the British English that you hear in Europe, but it was English with a southern draw. They said y'all and things like that over the intercom. It just made sense to your ears, and it was a comfort. On that first Pentecost... It was not sort of this special language that maybe we think about when we think of people speaking in tongues that we see in charismatic churches when people begin to pray and speak in a language that we cannot understand. But instead, the gift of tongues that came upon the apostles on the first Pentecost were that they were able to speak in other languages. And the crowd that was drawn to sort of this cacophonous scene that was happening in the upper room stood there and were amazed that they were able to understand what the apostles were saying because they were speaking in all of these different languages. Now at first it's maybe strange that you have a bunch of devout Jews from all over the place arriving in Jerusalem, but they were there for a festival that happened 50 days after Passover. 
It was a festival where they would come and make their offering, their first fruits offering at the temple. And so Jerusalem would have been filled almost with as many people from as many places as it was for the Passover festival. And so walking through Jerusalem at that time, you would have heard a lot of different languages. It would have been like sort of traveling, you know, in an international city where you might hear people speaking German or French or Spanish and on. And so Jerusalem would have been a noisy place filled with many people talking in different languages, not necessarily understanding each other, until all this craziness happens in the upper room. And the sound of this rushing wind and these divided tongues of fire and then these apostles appearing, speaking in languages that surely simple Galileans would not know. It was so unbelievable that the crowd's first response is, well, surely they must be filled with new wine. There's no way that these Galileans can now suddenly speak our language and that we can understand this wonderful proclamation, this wonderful gospel that they are beginning to preach. They must be drunk. But of course, it was still early in the morning. That at least was Peter's defense to explain why they were not filled with new wine. And Peter goes on to address the crowd in Jerusalem and to proclaim to them this great prophecy from the prophet Joel about how the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, would be poured out on all flesh. Now, Pentecost isn't the first time the Holy Spirit shows up. In the Gospel of Luke, the Holy Spirit was there with John the Baptist as a prophet and was baptizing on the river. We know that the Holy Spirit would come upon the great prophets of Israel, would come upon the kings. And we know that the Holy Spirit moved above the waters at the time that the world was created. But something different does happen on that first Pentecost. The Holy Spirit no longer is confined to a single moment or to a single person, but is poured out on the apostles and would be poured out on all of the followers of Jesus and gives birth to what we know as the church. Now, there's a lot of talk about what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. And in the Episcopal Church, we like to keep the Holy Spirit on certain days where we drag out the beautiful red vestments. Right? We do sort of hint at the Holy Spirit in the Eucharist because we invoke the Holy Spirit to change the bread and wine into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. But we like to keep the Holy Spirit sort of tame and in a box. But on this first Pentecost, the Holy Spirit wasn't going to have that. Because on the first Pentecost, the Holy Spirit poured out into the world to go wherever the Spirit would move. And I think one of the gifts that we forget about that the Holy Spirit brought on that first Pentecost was our ability to understand each other. It's not that the apostles spoke in special languages. It's that they spoke in languages that the Medes and the Cretans and the Arabs and those from Cyrene and Pamphylia and Judea and Mesopotamia and Cappadocia, they spoke in languages that they could be heard and understood. Nowadays, in this country, we all pretty much speak the same language, but I don't think that we spend a lot of time understanding each other. And I think now, more than ever, we need the gift of the Holy Spirit to teach us how can we under speak in ways that we can be understood and listen in ways that we can understand each other. 
We need to find ways that we can come back to each other, no matter how divided or divisive our communities may be. And while Pentecost is the birthday of the church, it also is the beginning of that church's mission in the world of reconciliation, which begins with the simple act of speaking to be understood and listening to understand. There's comfort in that, just like coming home from traveling in Europe when you finally are surrounded by people speaking languages that you understand. But it does take a lot of work. We've done a really good job at not listening to each other in recent years, and we seem to have sort of drawn lines where there's no way to come back or to cross them. But on Pentecost, we're reminded that the very birth of the church is in different people finally hearing each other and understanding. So maybe it makes sense that your priest has laryngitis and cannot preach a long-winded sermon because Pentecost isn't about what we do here. It's the one day in the church year that is very specifically about what happens when we leave this place. What are the sermons that you will preach in the next week to the people that you meet? How will your lives invite people into relationship and understanding with each other and with God? How will you take this gift of the Holy Spirit to learn to speak and live in a way that other folks can be understood and can understand the message that you bring them? We don't do it alone. Jesus promised us the Holy Spirit and that we would have the Holy Spirit forever, even when she makes us uncomfortable and maybe we want to just keep her on one single day. The Holy Spirit never leaves us and is who guides us to make those hard conversations and relationships possible. So on this Pentecost, I invite you to go preach the next sermon when you leave here. Find someone to talk to, someone that maybe you haven't gotten along with or someone that sees the world quite differently from you. And take a moment and invite the Holy Spirit in to see if you can find that first gift of the church, which is understanding each other. Amen.